Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Saturday Slammin' Jam. Hosted by Andrew Schlicht with Alex Spears. How about we can just watch basketball? That's a man's jam! I like that idea. Live from Oklahoma. With questions and participants from all around the world. It is hard goddamn work making something this pretty. No, 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 no! One and a half steps! Whether you're flipping your flapjacks, tending to your yard, or just sipping your coffee, get ready, sit back, relax. It's the Saturday Slammin' Jam. Fact is, I missed this shot. I walk away, I'm still a chunk. Here's Andrew. Welcome to the Saturday Slam and Jam. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. Go to theathletic.com slash NBA show, and you can get The Athletic for $1 a month for 12 months. It's an insane deal. You got to go lock that in right now. Uh, it's been a while since we've done a Slam and Jam pod. I think it's been since June, so it feels really good to be back, and I'm back with my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? It's great to see you again, Andrew. Haven't seen you in two months, so it's great to be back. (laughs) Uh, Al, we want to talk about young players. I think it's probably one of the most fun things to do is just to project, like, where are these young players going? Who's going to be good? Who's not going to be good? I think it's just a really fun conversation. So tell our listeners the the little journey we're going to take them on today. Well, uh, last year, and I'm glad you brought. Uh, I'm glad you uh, framed it that way because I actually think that's the exact opposite way to frame it. If you want to draft a good team, as I will uh, <laughs> describe, but uh, last year I wanted to know how many guys, on average, make the All Star game each year as first time All Stars. Mm-hmm. So I went back uh, 25 years, excluding uh, lockout year in '99, and I found that it's six. On Six. average per year, which sounded like an incredibly high number. Sounds like so many. But it's true. Now, the highest ever was in 2002 and 2020 when there were 10 first-time All-Stars wow. in those All-Star games. Wow. But even last year, last year, there were six first-time All-Stars. We had Larry Markkinen, SGA, Jaron Jackson Jr., De'Aaron Fox, Anthony Edwards, and Tyrese Halliburton. Wow. So even last year, another six. So... We wanted to try to uh, project who might be first-time All-Stars this year. Uh, Now, we did this last year. We each drafted five players on our team, and we did horrible. And one of the reasons why we did so poorly was because we were so entranced by these young players, you know, these second-year players. Of course, that's coming off of the... You know, the the uh, Evan Mobley draft, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham. We were so excited mm-hmm. about those players mm-hmm. that we drafted them early. Of course, none of them made it to the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, what you see is if you break it down by, you know, rookies, second-year players, third-year, fourth-year, and then vets as just a guys who've been in the league at least five years, over half of those six per year tend to be vets. So mm-hmm. it's guys who have been in the league a long time. And that was kind of the case last year. I mean, Markkinen had been, he was considered yeah. a vet. SGA was a vet. Jaron Jackson Jr. was in his fifth year. De'Aaron Fox was a vet. Um, so it was really only Anthony Edwards and Tyrese Halliburton, who at that time were in their third year. So just a little hint, I would say, 
Although who knows? I mean, maybe. I mean, this is the year of Wembenyama. Is someone going to draft him? Yeah. Before we go to our teams, though, I did this last year. I want to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read off the name of who made the All-Star Game last year. And what I want you to tell me is who, barring injury, so assuming health, yeah, who do you think is a 100% lock to make the All-Star Game? Not a 99% lock. Not a 98% lock. I could go all the way down, Andrew. 100% lock, okay? Barring injury. So, barring right? injury. So these guys okay. are healthy. Who are the, Which of these guys are absolutely making the All-Star Game? Mm-hmm. Starting off with Giannis, just yes or no? Yes. Donovan Mitchell? No. Jason Tatum? Yes. Bam Adebayo? No. DeMar DeRozan? No. Drew Holiday? No. Pascal Siakam? No. Julius Randle? No. Tyrese Halliburton? Yes. Wow. Jalen Brown? Yes. Wow. Joel Embiid. <laughs> yes. Uh, Larry Markkinen? No. Ja Morant? I mean... No. I mean, not for this year, but it's yeah, circumstantial. Uh, SGA? Yes. Damian Lillard? Who? That's an interesting one, huh? Uh, I'd say yes. Huh? Yes. <laughs> huh? Uh, huh? <laughs> Damanis Sabonis? <laughs> No. Uh, Kevin Durant. Yes. Zion. Barring health, yes. Locked. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Steph Curry. Yes. Jaron Jackson Jr. Yes. Yes, lock? Lock him 100%. In. I think so. I think he's that he was good. He was the last replacement last year. But you think because he won the first player I of the year? I just think that they're... I think the Grizzlies are not going to just like be awful without so he'll be there and so i think they need a representative from the team and he Mm. will be viewed as the best player on that team i just think they're going to be in the mix interesting interesting uh paul george yes De'Aaron fox (sighs) remember this is a hundred percent no hundred percent no anthony edwards yes Jokic. yes Luca, yes. LeBron, yes. Kyrie, yes. Really, Kyrie? 100%. He gets the votes, man. Like he just gets votes. He gets all. I know, the but it do- it doesn't matter because like he would need to start, so he'd need to beat out Luca or Steph. I think he need to beat out Luca or Steph. He might be able to do it. I don't know. No, uh, he's not. A, he's not a lock. No, no, no. He's not a lock. He's okay, not a lock. Thank you. I talked to you out of that. I would like to talk <laughs> you out of Paul George as well. Um. But I guess if he's healthy, I mean, he probably would. So, if he, yeah, if Paul George is healthy, I mean, I don't know. He's also getting wildly popular with his podcast. So, his podcast is great. It's great. He's he's got a great personality. He does. I really like Paul George. Yeah, he's great. Um. Okay. So that was sixteen players. Yeah. And remember, uh, you get twelve, you know, per team. So that's twenty-four. Obviously, there's some injury guys replacements. So it's sure say twenty-five, twenty-six, or whatever. Um, guys, I didn't mention. Who did not make the All Star game last year, most because of injury? Trey Young, Lamelo Ball, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Fred Van Vliet, Jimmy Butler, Chris Middleton, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, Devin Booker, Anthony Davis. I would say Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, especially after his finals run. Like if, if those guys are healthy, I think they're automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, yeah. If Jimmy's healthy, yeah, I think Jimmy gets in. 
And then, I don't know, we'll see with LaMelo, Trey. I mean, a lot of these guys, are they're not 100% locks, I don't think. Yeah, not 100% locks, but they you could definitely see a world where both Trey and LaMelo are there. Yeah. So that's, so that's 19, um, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we don't have that much room, Andrew. The other thing I wanted to point out is that because of off-season movement, of the All-Stars that made the game last year, 16 are currently in the West. Hmm. 16 yeah. currently in the West, which in my opinion means that as we're choosing these names, it might be a little bit easier to make it in the East this year than it will be in the West. Yeah. Because you have Kyrie coming over to the West. Uh, as you mentioned, he is going to get a lot of votes. Um, and if if Dallas is good, he, it's likely he would make it. Yeah, So sure. um Kevin Durant, obviously, is now with Phoenix. He's a lock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's going to be tougher in the West. So I sent you a list of uh, just a bunch of names that I thought, you know, and I included guys like, you know, Kyle Kuzma, you know, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe just a couple players that I like. John Don't Collins. even think they're going to. Did I put John Collins? Put yeah, John Collins I put John Collins. Collins. Sure, yeah. sure, sure, yeah. Career okay. rejuvenation in yep. Utah. Who knows? But yep. I just gave you, I wanted to give you an exhaustive list. Sure. So we are now going to draft. Going back and forth. I will let you go first. We're each going to draft five players. Okay. Choosing them based on who we think is most likely to be a first-time All-Star this upcoming NBA season. So who is your first overall pick? I mean, give me Jamal Murray. First Bad All-Star pick. game. Bad first, pick, Andrew. First All-Star game. People, he gets to the end of his the uh, the championship run, and people are like, man, I can't believe he Has he never made an All-Star game? Second best player? On a championship team, I just think that he may get there. Also, like fully healthy, hopefully coming into the season. And I know that he's had some injuries stuff, like stuff that he's been managing with Team Canada. But he seems fully locked in on coming back for the Nuggets, and he may not be statistically as good as some of the guys that are listed here. But I just think Jamal Murray is destined to make an all-star team at some point. And I would agree not? with that. Why not now? Well, the reason why not now is because what I just said, the West is insane this upcoming I know, year. I know. He's going to have to beat out so many guards that are not just like have made an all-star game, but who we kind of feel are locks. Yeah, I, I know. It is one of the toughest times in the West to be a guard to make the all-star game. I, I understand that. I also just think that we will get to the all-star break and the Nuggets, to me, will probably show themselves to be the best team in the West. And people won't question it this time. And people will be like, okay, we have to give the Nuggets two guys. And I think if they're we getting two guys, it. it's it's probably Jamal. Okay. So, All right. That was your first pick. Uh, yep. I am going to the East. My first pick is going to be Jalen Brunson. My thinking here yeah. is that uh, I'm very high on the Knicks going into next season. We both talked about how... Our favorite over-under pick, without knowing what each other was going to say, over on the Knicks. Yeah. Um, I think it was 44 and a half. They won 47 last year. Um, they were amazing after like December 4th. He's getting, you know, good pub and he will continue to get good pub playing with FIBA, especially if they win the gold medal. Comes into the season. If the Knicks are doing well, I think he's going to be the obvious choice for the Knicks over someone yeah. like Julius Randle. Yeah. So I feel pretty good about that, and it's it's easier to make it in the East. So Jalen Brunson, first pick. 
Yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think last year it was a, it was a toss up between he and Randall yeah. for that spot, and I think it's more clearly his team than Randall's at the start of this year, where it wasn't really at the beginning of the year. It was like okay, like Jalen Brown's a nice player, and now I think he's seen in a different light to most people. So yeah, I, I agree. Think that's, I think that's a good pick. Uh, okay, my second pick. I'm gonna go against. Mm-hmm. I I am I, I'm going against like everything you say oh I guess so this far. is great for me great for me in, yeah go in this show I'm gonna go Paolo Bencaro okay make uh, taking his... the second year player now it has happened I didn't mention this but you know there's only been three rookies yeah and and interestingly I looked it up you know LeBron was not one of them mm-hmm. LeBron poor guy he comes in as a rookie averages 26 and six <laughs> pre All Star break I looked it up. And he was fourth in the, uh, it would have been the East Guards voting because he mm. was fourth behind Jason Kidd, who also didn't make it because the way they used to do it was like guards, wings, and center or something, or guards, yeah. forwards, and center. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I was thinking about Wemby and I was like, man, if LeBron can't get the votes, like how is Wemby going to get the votes? Anyways, mm-hmm. so uh, you were going with? I'm going with Paolo Bancaro. I think okay. that he, I think the Magic are going to be improved. And I think he's going to be their leading scorer. And I think it's kind of as simple as that, that people will want to give this Magic team some due. And Paolo already averaged, he averaged 20 last year, and he's yeah. getting this Team USA springboard into this next season. I think he's going he's gonna to have a chance to be statistically a pretty special player next year. Well, and to give you some, uh, this is actually kind of interesting because last year we were so obsessed with the second year players yeah. because we loved that 2021 draft so much. It's, it's a great draft. Prior to that year, five all-star games in a row with at least one second year player. Wow. Isn't that so, bizarre that like none of, the, yeah. none of those guys, and we think of it as like a legendary draft in like some ways, and yeah. none of those guys did it? Huh. Uh, but so, so yeah, that might be a perfectly good pick. Uh, so for me... I'm also sticking in the East. I'm going to go with a guy who had a great end of the season run. Yeah. It's going to be his team going in the yeah. season. Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Uh, unless, I mean, who knows? We've been seeing we've been seeing a lot of Ben Simmons chatter. Andrew, could Ben Simmons come back and steal the throne from Bridges? In he, he he might. He's, he's saying some words <laughs> right he now is. in August. We'll see, uh, but I feel pretty good about that. I mean, if if he really did have an entire season putting up the kind of efficiency that he was doing last year at the end of the season, like he's a no-brainer. He's obviously making the All-Star game. Yeah, that's I'm, an All-Star. I'm very interested to see if he can keep that up, but uh, even if he doesn't, I, I still think he's going to have a great shot. As long as yeah. Brooklyn is just like somewhere in the mix, as long as they don't just completely fall off. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Oh, boy. Okay. Next pick, Andrew. Still a lot of interesting players on the board here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I tend to, I mean, when it, teams that win and guys that put up crazy stats get rewarded. Um, and I think, gosh, they didn't get more than one last year. I just think Tyrese Maxey is is going oh, to have a really great season. That was going to be so, my next pick. So I think, I think Maxey... With all of this James Harden turmoil, if I'm Tyrese Maxey, I'm thinking day in, day out, this is going to be great for me. I'm going to make so much money because the ball can be in my hands more. I can get more stats. 
I can push for that, you know, the full max deal, which he probably would get anyways. But I think he can seal that this year. And the Sixers are still going to have a nice squad. I think even if they can get just like a few role players for Harden, I think that'd be fine. I think in the regular season, they're still going to be really good. And a lot of it is because they still have Maxi next to Embiid. And so I'll take Maxi. To me, he kind of, he, he's an all-star type of guard. And so I'll take him. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good pick. Uh, he was going to be my next pick. I should have done. Uh, I should have made this a snake draft. I don't know why I didn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, for all the reasons you just said, I'm I'm not counting on Harden being there, and yeah. so it's going to just be such a huge opportunity for Maxi. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's a great pick. Um, and honestly, I feel like it gets really hard at this point, Andrew. It's, it is tough. It is is really because tough. It's like, do I dip back into the pool of players that we were so excited about last year from that twenty twenty one draft? I know. There's a temptation for sure. But there's a big it's temptation. It's funny because there's definitely players that made the All Star team last year that you would have like we would have never picked Markinen. Well, like how far okay. down would would we have had to go to pick a guy like Markinen before so I was the season gonna, last year? I was gonna bring that up. Like I meant to do this, you know, couldn't we learn anything from the guys that we missed on last year? I yeah. don't I don't think I can learn a lot from the Markinen. I, I Even if I thought he was going to be significantly better in Utah, I wouldn't have projected that happening. No, 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 no. I and mean, same that, thing that's, with that's where you Garen could go with John Collins. Like you could go with John Collins here as like, <laughs> don't, just don't force me into John Collins. Forward, forward that goes to Utah that struggles. And, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I feel the same way about Darren Fox where we were both high on the Kings. We had them as our surprise sure. team. Sure. But were we so high that we were going to project that they were going to have two all-stars? Because we would have always <sighs> picked Sabonis as the number one guy. Yeah. I, I don't think we would have. Um, and then the other two, I do feel like we should have seen the Tyrese Halliburton coming. Yeah. I, because he yes. was putting up those stats that spring before, after the trade. Definitely. He was putting up crazy stats. And Definitely. if we had just thought that Indiana will just be in the mix, like they won't be totally tanking, I think mm-hmm. that would have looked obvious. Mm-hmm. Jaron Jackson Jr., that's a tough one um, because that, I mean, he was like the last name added onto the team. I don't feel super bad about that one. And then we yeah, got SGA and Anthony yeah, Edwards. Yeah, he doesn't scream all-star either. Triple J doesn't. Like he's, yeah. you know, especially with statistically, but I think he, Man, he definitely okay. is an all-star level player. <sighs> so for my next one, Man, this is tough. I, I'm i going to hedge against your Palo pick by picking mm-hmm. Franz. Okay. Um, because I also think that the Magic are going to be really good. Yeah. And I could foresee a situation where they do get one all-star. And what if, is it really that unbelievable that Franz might have better stats at the all-star break? Than than Ben Carroll, I, I, mean, I don't it's think a, so. I, it's a little unbelievable, but it could happen. Yeah, I, I think he could definitely be like more efficient, and people would be like, "Oh, he's the better defender." Like, yeah. I, I could I could see him becoming more of a like smart NBA guy than Ben oh, Carroll yeah. would be. You yeah. know, better passer, better defender, like better like yeah. He, he's actually he's the reason the Magic have gotten better. You know, right, right, right. I, I could see that. Um, obviously, with all these picks at this point, like I, I, you know, a lot of stuff would have to happen. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll go with Franz just to just to hedge against your pick. Yeah, that's probably smart. I think one of those guys will probably make it. I'd be a little surprised if they both didn't make the All Star team this year. 
Uh, okay. Can I can I do two moves in one here? Can I no? Can I can I unlock Jaron Jackson Jr.? No. What are you talking about? Can I unlock him from my from my locks, my playoff locks from the beginning of this? What what difference would that make? Because I might pick Desmond Bain. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're saying okay. that you don't want to commit to the, the Grizzlies. I don't want to commit All-Stars. to two Grizzlies making the all-star team. <laughs> okay, well, he's been unlocked then. So now you can choose Desmond Bain. <laughs> okay, I'll take Desmond Bain. Okay. I just I just think he's gonna have the opportunity at the beginning of the season to have the ball in his hands a lot and is going to score a lot. And like I said at the beginning, I just think the Grizzlies are going to be competent enough. They have enough continuity outside of jaw uh, within the coaching staff. There's a lot of continuity uh, just within the organization. And I think that they've always played well without jaw, you know, and some of that Tyus Jones has always been there and he's not there anymore. And so there's a little concern there, but they do have Marcus Smart coming in, Smart and Bain. Like that's still a pretty nice backcourt as like a replacement for, you know, those minutes without Jaw. And so I think Bain is just going to become their leading scorer during that time and is going to take over. I think he's been pretty underrated and he takes a ton of threes, he makes a ton of threes. He's very efficient. Uh, I think, I think a Grizzly will make it. And so I'm kind of like hedging there with, whether it's Triple J or Bane. I don't know. It could be either one. I think Bane's really good, though, so I'll take him. Uh, So some of the vets that we haven't picked yet, I just want to bring these up because, as I mentioned, first-time All-Stars tend to be vets, tend to be guys who've been in the years five years or longer. Yeah, Tyler Hero, what if he gets traded to a new team? Jordan Poole on the Wiz, he's going to put up probably crazy stats. Same with Kuz. Mm -hmm. Um, MPJ, uh, you know, OG. Jeremy Grant, Aaron like, Gordon. I mean, Aaron Gordon was kind of fringy last year. I mean, people were talking about him for the All-Star game. I do think yeah. if Jamal's healthy, obviously, he's the second choice there. Yeah. Um, what about Marcus Smart? Could we have a third Grizzly? <laughs> Drew. <laughs> you want to talk about another Grizzly? <laughs> um, I, I can't choose guys like Jordan Poole, Kuzma, Jeremy Grant. If Tyler Hero ends up on the Blazers. Team. I, you know, you can't. You can't pick those guys because there's definitely an element of somebody has to score the points on these bad teams. And Poole is going to have a... I think Poole and Kuzma are going to just score all the points for the Zards. And I don't know how real it's going to be. So, yeah, I mean, we've talked about on our show, Down to Dunk, about different, like, Thunder players at the when they were tanking and just some crazy stats... Like Moses Brown put up a Shout 2020 game, you know, Moses. it's, it's a, it's, it's, I don't know. I just don't think you can give an all-star nod to those kind of players on those kind of teams. So I think it's unlikely. I, I, th- I think it only happens if the East pool of players is just really reduced um, due to, because it's yeah. already going to be somewhat reduced com- looking at guys who've made all-stars in the past. Mm-hmm. And if there's more injuries than normal in the East, like, Maybe one of those guys get in. I'm actually yeah. going to go back to the 2021 draft. Okay. <laughs> I can't I can't get rid of these guys. <laughs> I love all of them. Um, and I'm going to go with the guy who I think his team is going to have the best record, which is Evan Mobley. Okay. Yeah. I th- it, It's very tough because he has three other teammates on his team who have previously that's, made an all-star game. That's the thing. That's the thing. I'm not worried I'm not about a- Jared Allen. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. 
But I do think Donovan two. Mitchell is probably going to make it if he's healthy. Yeah. And so it would come down to Evan Mobley or Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like there's there's so many people who want to like see the fully formed version of Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. And so like if if he shows that, if he shows any signs of that, I think he's going to be a very popular pick around All-Star time over yeah. someone like Darius Garland. Yeah. Um it's, it's sort of similar to the Jaron Jackson Jr. argument from last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to go with Evan Mobley. Um, I do like, I still like a lot of the 2021 guys on the board, but yeah, I'm going to go too. with the team with the best record for right now. Yeah. I am also thinking about a 2021 guy. I want to say, I want to say Cade. Yeah. I but I just, took, I almost took him third. I know. I just don't know how good the Pistons are going to be. Yeah. And I think that just factors into all of this. You know, I don't think SGA really had much of a shot to make the all-star team until the Thunder looked competent, you right. know? And so I wonder the same thing for Kate. Although Kate is getting like a lot of hype coming into this season. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the guys who were in those practices, I mean, that was like the best publicity he could have ever gotten. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I'll just go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take Cade. I'm just okay. going to, like, I think the Pistons will be more competent than they have been. We did, a, I did a whole podcast um, with James Edwards the third about the Pistons, and I didn't leave the conversation feeling totally, <laughs> like, Convinced? secure with yeah. them being, like, a 30-win team, but I think it's definitely possible. I think making the coaching change... I think some of the lineups, you know, I think I I kind of trick myself a little bit at times thinking like, man, they've got too many, you know, traditional bigs. I don't think they're going to play all of them. You know, I don't think all of those guys are going to play. And so I think they have enough versatility in other spots, especially if they keep Bogdanovich that and if if they're if they're any good at all, it's because Cade Cunningham comes back and he's, you know, what we had hoped he would be. So I'll take Cade Cunningham. I was I was considering Scotty Barnes just because there's going to be more possessions for him mm-hmm. there, but I that is an experiment, <laughs> you know, to a degree. Um, I thought about Josh Giddy and Jalen Williams just because I think they're going to have really good seasons, but I think outside of SGA, the Thunder have a lot. They have a lot of really good young players and trying to predict which one is going to pop if it's Chet or J-Dub or Giddy. I don't know which is going to like pop off and be the second best player. Maybe none of them do and they all kind of just kind of look like a supporting cast around SGA. So I think that's kind of a tough prediction too. Um, Maybe if the Raptors are okay, then like maybe it's not Scotty. Maybe it's OG that you know, scores 22 a game or something with this crew. I don't know. I don't really believe those words as I'm saying them. Um, Yeah. So, uh, so my last pick, by the way, you took Cade uh, third last year, took Jamal Murray second last year, going back to the well (laughs) on those guys. Um, Yeah. I'm basically coming down Uh, to Scotty Barnes or Victor Weminyama. Now the argument for Victor Weminyama is that, he, he would likely have to do it through v- voting. Like yeah. the votes would have to just be so like crazy. The league that, is going to rig it. So he's there. So it just gets yeah. as many people to Indianapolis as possible. And I like, 
kind of buy that. Like I kind of buy that too. <laughs> as much as I did not buy my OG Ananobi take that I had just said, I bu- actually buy this Wimbenyama take. The problem is, it feels like every. I don't know why everyone has this opinion, but it seems like everyone has has landed on like the Spurs aren't going to play him every single game. They're going to take it slow. Yeah, and I don't think that's like coming from the team. Everyone's just kind of making this assumption about it. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of bought into that. Um, so, anyways, it came down for me to Wembenyama or Scotty Barnes, and you just explained all the reasons for Scotty Barnes. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he started off. He was my number one pick last year, by the way. Wow, rookie and of the start, year makes sense. Rookie of the year, and coming in the last season, like it didn't start off well, but he did finish well, and he is going to have a lot of more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Scotty Barnes. I'm going with Scotty Barnes for my final pick. So, our teams. Andrew took Jamal Murray, Paulo Mancaro, Tyrese Maxey, Desmond Bain, and Cade Cunningham. I took Jalen Brunson, Mikael Bridges, Franz Wagner, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes. Three 2021 guys. We took... (laughs) We took four 2021 guys. Uh, we, I believe. I believe in that class. I almost took Josh Giddy. Like, I just believe in that class. I think it's, it's a really good class. I do, too. I really like so, all of those guys. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, last year, we got two out of our 10 when six guys made it. So we have to do better this year. I yeah, can't believe that last year, SGA was the eighth pick. It's just because wow. we wouldn't allow ourselves to believe in our own team. Yeah. So he went. Yeah, he went I, I mean, I think it was defensible at the time to not take him there. I think it was still like a slight hot take, you know, to say yeah. that he was going to be an all star. Um, yeah. I don't know. It seems silly now seeing what he did and the way that he looks with Team Canada. Um, but yeah. Well, the, the thing I'm feeling positive about is uh, three of the first four picks Jamal Murray, Jalen Brunson, Mikael Bridges, they all fall into the vet category. Yeah. I'm feeling true. pretty good that at least two of those three guys are going to be first time all stars. Yeah. I just, I mean, like I said earlier, I think Jamal Murray is going to make an all star team at some point. And, you know, why not now? Why not now? And, uh, and you know, and to, to be fair, what could uh-huh. help him? Dame getting traded and Ja missing 25 games. There's two yeah. West guards that would be off the yep. board. Yep. There's two spots right there that, that could go to Jamal. Uh, okay. Al, that was fun. That was very fun. Let us know. Send us a send us a tweet. You can comment if you're listening on the Athletic app. You can comment along if you're watching on YouTube, which you you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search the Athletic NBA Show. Hit subscribe. Let us know in the comments. Who do you think is going to be a first time All Star? Which of our picks is ridiculous? I'm sure some of these are. Uh, so please follow along. Let us know on Twitter. You can follow me at Andrew K. Schlecht and then Alex at Al Baby Cakes. All right, Al, we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to talk to J.E. Skeets from No Dunks about the Canadian national team. All right, Al, it's August 31st. It's our good friend Luke's birthday. It's the it's the summer. It's the dog days of the NBA. But we got some FIBA basketball going on right now. And honestly, like Team USA is fun, yes. But what I really want to watch is this Canadian team. And just all all the grit that they've got. Obviously, Shea is it we cover the Thunder. And Shea is just a delight to watch. So I needed somebody that knows Canadian basketball well. And so I 
I reached out to my good friend J.E. Skeets from No Dunks, and he agreed to record with us at 8 o'clock Eastern time on a random mm. Thursday at the end of August. I am uh, bewildered and thankful are the two feelings that I have. Skeets, thanks so much for coming on. No problem. Uh, I am ready whenever to talk about Canada basketball, <laughs> especially with how they're playing right now in yeah. the FIBA World Cup. And yeah, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to like watch alone. Not alone, mm. the show oh. alone. Okay. Um, <laughs> my wife alone. would be watching with me. Yeah, it's a great show. Exactly. I just be. I'm catching up on Veep. Um, so you know, there's some television I'd be watching. Otherwise, you know, let's let's talk. Uh, let's talk hoops. Yeah, let's do it. So after many decades of disappointment, we are now in the golden age of Canada basketball. Can you remember when you first started caring about Cana- the Canadian national team, or did you care about the team growing up at all? I, I did. I, I mean, my earliest memory was the Sydney Olympics when, you know, Captain Canada at the time, Steve Nash, was leading that squad. It's not like they went on to medal or anything, but there was some promise there. And, uh, you know, they looked pretty good. Again, you got Nash as the point guard. He's one of my favorite players of all time. I was actually in Australia during the 2000 Olympics, which made okay. it extra cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, after high school and before college, I did the whole travel thing for a year and I was spent a lot of time in Australia because I ran out of money and I was working on a tree farm. Uh, so yeah, I remember the Olympics and uh, I'm also like a weird Olympic fan. Like I get really into it um, as corrupt as it is, but uh, uh, yeah, that's what I remember. And I remember at that time it was like, oh, here we go. Here comes Canada. Yep. And you know, 20 plus years later, we're still hopefully now being able to say, oh, they're here. Here we go. Uh, It's just taken a lot longer than I think a lot of us thought it would. Yeah. Fast forward to today, Canada 3-0 in the first group stage with a tournament leading plus 111 point differential. Now, Skeets, everyone thought this team was going to be good heading into the tournament, but has there been anything that has surprised you about the way they've been winning these early games? Uh, Yeah, a lot. Um. Not Shea Gildas Alexander arguably playing as the best player in the tournament. You know, I think he's on the very short list uh, with Luca and a few others. That's not surprising because we've seen that in the NBA. We were hoping it would translate. But what Jordy Fernandez, this new Canadian head coach, like let's not forget, like Nick Nurse was the head coach yeah. uh, mm-hmm. for this team and then, you know, makes his way to Philadelphia and then decides to like sort of remove himself. So that was a, a quick turnover there. But what Fernandez has done with getting everybody to contribute has been uh, a little eye-opening and really refreshing. I think the other thing is like with a lot of these tournaments, and I want to give credit to Canada basketball, so many times these tournaments start and there's an early loss and everybody just goes, oh, lack of preparation or, or you know, guys not buying in and guys not showing up. There's that issue as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of lack of preparation. This time they invested like in a longer ramp up period. They played like really tough opponents in the warm up games that I was like watching like a sicko. You know, they're playing Germany. They're playing Spain. Like they're getting their reps in. Team has seemed to mesh. And that's what's been so cool to see. The other part is defensively. They're like locked in. Yeah. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. we had high hopes like Dort, you know, obviously you only played in one of the games so far, but Dylan Brooks, we know that's what like his calling card is. But even the bigs in like Olenek and Dwight Powell, like everybody is on a string and that's where they're winning a lot of these games. Like just go on this stretch where they just shut down teams and then SGA takes over. 
and they like come back from the first half deficit or a close game and sort of blow it open in the third quarter. They're dominating third quarters. So that's been really fun to see just defensively how locked in Jordy Fernandez has them. Yeah, it's very thundery because the Thunder were the best third quarter team in the league last year. I guess it's just like SGA's playbook. Lock down and just kill people in the third quarter. I think you're right. He just like, he has, I mean, this is sort of just how he plays, right? You guys know this better than most. It's like, it looks like he's just sort of almost going through the motions of a game early (laughs) on. And he he really does the cliche, let the game find him a little bit, or at least decides like, okay, now are these are the five or six minutes that I really got to put my stamp on this game. And like, those are the elite players in the league. And no wonder the guys are like all NBA already. So um, yeah, that's, it's been wild to see that. That's happened in so many of these games, even the warm-up mm-hmm. games where you're sort of like, oh, okay, SGA is like not doing a whole lot. Jumper's not falling, not getting to the line. Looks a little frustrated with the whistle. He still has a weird good box score at the half. You're like, oh, okay, he's still playing all right. But then yeah, third quarters, uh, like OKC, he just... He just takes over for a 10-minute stretch and it's like really helped really just blow these games open. So you watch a ton of NBA games, obviously. For a team like Canada that has so many NBA players that you've been watching for years as a neutral observer, do you feel like you're gaining like a new appreciation or understanding for any of these players now that they're playing for a team you root for? Yeah, like yes and no. Um, I'm such a homer that I'm always rooting for the Canadians uh, <laughs> in the NBA and whatever team they're on. And I've been on the SGA bandwagon since day one. I've been on the Jamal Murray bandwagon since day one. You know, obviously he's not playing in this tournament. Uh, so I do like cheer these guys on uh, just as a, as a Canadian. But like someone in particular, like Kelly Olenek, who, yeah. you know, look, he's a polarizing player. I think everybody's, you know, for the decade in the NBA has thought he's a good player, but no one's thought he's like, an elite player or anything. FIBA Kelly Olenek is like, he's like an offensive hub. They like use him like Sabonis, like DeMontis Sabonis or like to some extent, like Draymond Green, like they operate through him and he's a pretty crafty playmaker for his size and he can hit the three and he's just like a, he's a great FIBA player. That's the best way to put it. He's been there for a long time with this, uh, with this team as well. So that helps. He's the new captain. So He's, uh, he's one that jumps out. And the other one I'd say is like, I'm buying stock left and right. I keep saying it after every Canadian game that I see. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I am really excited. Like he's going to be my next like sort of like Canadian pet project where I'm going to be like every day on No Dunk saying Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He's amazing. Watch out, watch out. Because he's hitting the three. I think he's hit 12 threes through the first three games. And, he, you know, he's obviously long and locked in defensively. And it's fun when him and SGA are out there together, the two cousins. So those two jump out. But yeah, like, I can't think of really anyone, maybe besides RJ Barrett, who's had a little moments where he's like looked a little rusty. Everybody's contributing. That's yeah. like the refreshing part. Everybody's helping out. I think the dream for many NBA fans is to eventually see the USA versus Canada match up in this tournament. How do you think they would match up against the USA? I, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I hope we see it. I hope we get it in in like a semifinal or something like that. It'd be so cool. Um, you know, I said on No Dunks the other day, like we go crazy when Trey's Bulls play my Raptors. So I can't right. imagine what uh, <laughs> Trey's American team versus uh, you know Tass and my Canadian team would be like. Yeah. Uh, I think they match up all right. I still think the states are just a beast. The bigs will be an issue, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. And then Paolo coming off the bench um, yeah. at the five spot. Like, that's that that concerns me if we, uh, you know, Canada were to play them. Because 
like you watch these American games and obviously they have a great starting five and Kerr's made some changes now. And I like that move with Harden there and Ingram going to the bench, but three, let's say of their top five players are on the second unit. Like it's Halliburton, it's Austin Reeves and it's Paolo as like mm-hmm. sort of their small five. Like those three guys have really impressed. Um, so uh, it would be a very, very tough victory, but in these one game like anything can happen sort of march madness style it's like why not why is not why isn't that the game where sga you know goes for 35 and rj like he had game in a warm-up where he went for 30 and caught fire down the stretch like it could happen and i think defensively they could at least give themselves a chance so Mm -hmm. i think i think they match up all right um but still it's you know it's uh, the americans just have so much depth so you've been watching a lot of FIBA, not just Canada. You mentioned Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Are there any other random FIBA players that you have fallen in love with? Any guys where you're watching them thinking, how is this guy not in the NBA or maybe not getting more minutes? Well, the Rondé Hollis-Jefferson turning into Kobe uh, has been a <laughs> wild FIBA so treat. Bizarre. It's yeah. so bizarre. Like, uh, you know, his new look and he's like been out of the league for a couple of years and it's just like just taking Kobe-like shots and playing pretty well. Uh, you know, he's the guy on that Jordan team. You know, they're not going through to the second round or anything like that. But that's been like, oh, man, yeah. Why couldn't this guy like, you know, come off a bench for some team? Sure. Yeah. Um, He's been fun. A lot of the NBA guys have sort of been playing up, you know, to their capabilities as star guys. I'm trying to think, like, Tremont Waters for Puerto Rico, um, who had a cup of coffee with the Celtics, you know. um, He's played, like, 40 NBA games total. Uh, He's, like, 5'10". He's, like, you know, as light as I am. But, like, just super, super quick, obviously. And he's a playmaker. I think he leads the World Cup right now in assists per game. Um, So he's fun. So he's another guy that was like, oh, yeah, this guy, you know, like... You know, it's cool to see these guys get to be like either their star player for their nation or like their second or third guy when they're usually like the 11th or 12th guy on some of these NBA squads when they were there. Right. So as long as we got you here, let's uh, let's get your thoughts on the Raptors. Uh, So there was some Siakam trade buzz earlier this summer around summer league. That's kind of died down a little bit. Uh, How are you feeling? Are you feeling hopeful? pessimistic apathetic what's your mindset heading into this raptor season i'm feeling more hopeful with every germany game i watch in the fiba <laughs> world cup with the way dennis schroeder's played sure i mean okay. i hope we get okay i hope we get fiba schroeder playing for the raptors obviously being now uh on that squad uh with fred van vliet gone uh i i don't know i'm I'm fascinated to see actually how many minutes like Schroeder gets and is he the starting point guard or are they really going to lean into this Scotty Barnes as sort of a point forward thing and can you do that and is he ready and do you ha- and if you're going to like commit to that does he have to just take his lumps and maybe mm-hmm. you know the team loses games I don't know um uh, yeah I don't have like I don't think they're going to be like home court advantage or anything like that I will be happy if they're flirting with a uh, sort of where they were last year unfortunately like play in or maybe yeah. just sneaking into the playoffs. Um, and I don't know. If they start slowly, you own, you know those Siakam rumors, those OG rumors, uh, they're only going to get louder and louder. So they yeah. actually, if anything, need to get off to a strong start to sort of really quiet all of that trade chatter. Otherwise, it's going to get com- it'll get completely out of control, I think. So do you kind of, do you understand the 36 and a half over under, or do you see that and think, oh, that's an obvious over? I understand it. Um, and again, I would understand it because if they come out of the gate slowly, there there could be a real pivot 
to yeah. okay we are leaning into sort of a rebuild we trade our guys we try and get draft picks we try and get young prospects um and and then you can see why you're of course like winning under 30 games at that point so yeah. i get it raptors fans will go nuts they're saying hey look if we have these guys if this is our team and you know darko rakovic as their new head coach and the energy and the vibes are better than they should still fall into a 40 win team i mean i get that i get that um because that's probably what they are they're they're pretty average <laughs> and average is, you know, 41 wins. So I guess he would hit the over, but I could see why that line is set that way. Uh, seeing as if they took a direction and just like, okay, we are going to be bad for on purpose right. in a way. Yeah. yeah. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids, and honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys, and Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Well, Skeets, thank you for answering all of our questions, but it is now time to play Andrew versus The Beat, our weekly trivia show where Andrew goes head-to-head against an NBA beat writer, or in this case, Jay Skeets, host of No Dunks. Now, Jay, uh, in honor of you being here, I have come up with eight questions about Canada basketball. Now, this is not specific to uh, the national team. This is specific to Canadian basketball players. And uh, just to kind of lay the ground rules here, I'm using basketball reference, who goes by country of origin, I I think birthplace. Okay. Because if if you go to StatMuse, I don't know what they're doing over there, but (laughs) their list of Canadian (laughs) players is so long... I think something screwed up in their algorithm. Huh. I, also, because I, I was I was trying to come up with a question, I typed in a uh, you know teammate that's played the most games with LeBron James. You know what they told me? LeBron James. He was the answer <laughs> for every single one. It was like, oh, LeBron James. He played with LeBron James for 82 games this season. Uh, so they gotta you know stop messing with those memes. Maybe work on their algorithm a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so that's how we're going to do it. Um, yep. So there's actually only 52 guys in the basketball reference database who were born in Canada. So how this works, uh, eight questions. Um, You'll give me a number between one and eight. If uh, you get it right, you'll get two points. If you get it wrong, Andrew, have a chance to steal for one. And we'll go back and forth until all the questions have been asked and answered. So where would you like to start, Skeets? Uh, Let's go uh, number five. Number five. The most confusing question. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Nine Canadians have been drafted in the top 10 of the NBA draft. 
There are four draft slots in the top 10 that have never been used to draft a Canadian. <laughs> Can you name all four? So <laughs> just as an explanation. <laughs> so there, there are 10 draft slots. I'll yeah. give one away. Okay, number one, that was uh, Andrew Wiggins, uh, obviously, uh, Anthony yeah. Bennett. Anthony so, Bennett. So that one's taken. Yeah, yeah. So, th- so now I've narrowed it down to uh, nine possible options. But there are four draft slots between two and 10 that have never been used to draft a Canadian player. Can you name them all? This is all time? Uh, Yeah. I mean, another thing you learn about Canadian basketball players, once you get past, like, honestly, a couple years ago, there's not much. (laughs) So I wouldn't worry too much about old Canadians in, like, the 40s and 50s, although there were some. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to Bob Hubregs. Wow. (laughs) He's actually in the NBA Hall of Fame. Uh, He's not from the 40s. He's a little later, but... Uh, yeah, why is he in the NBA Hall of Fame? Uh, while you're thinking, I'll look that up. Okay, so okay, so <laughs> I can I can get rid of a couple of numbers, though maybe I shouldn't because that could tip my hand. Uh, I really can't think of someone that went second that was a rap. Okay. Oh, and I that, forgot that to mention was... you do, you do get a half point per correct answer. So um... okay. Do I have to? Can I? Okay, I'm going to say number two. I I can't that is, think that of, is correct. Yeah. Okay. I can't think of a that Canadian that went number two. Um. Then I know somebody that went number three, so I'm going to skip that one. I th- number four. I'm leaning towards a four. Yeah. Give me a four. Skeets. That is incorrect. Oh, Tristan Thompson. Oh, Tristan Thompson. Thompson. Wow. Okay. All right, Andrew, you could get one and a half points <laughs> if you can name the other three. Um, okay. Gosh, this is such a weird question. Shut up. Um, You're stalling. <laughs> I am definitely stalling. What about number five? Yeah, I think that's right. That is correct yeah. for a half point. Okay, I should have went with five first. I was going to say four and five, but I should have just at least went with five first. Um, <sighs> okay. And these are all in the top ten. How many more left? Two left? Mm-hmm. Uh, two left, yeah. Okay. Oh, Bob Bob Hubregs, he was older than I thought. He uh <laughs> he was he did play in the 50s. He was a he was the second overall pick. <laughs> Wait, that's not true. Okay, this, this is not true. Yeah, what? This, this guy's was, not even was, Canadian, I don't think. He was I've the third overall about. pick. This is so confusing. I've seen this multiple places. On basketball reference, he was the third overall pick in the 1953 draft. Everywhere else says second overall pick. Huh. Anyways, I didn't include that in my question, obviously. <laughs> it's the uh, Canadian-American conversion or something uh, going on there. Yes. Could have never come up with that anyways. Uh, how about number nine? Uh, that is correct, Andrew. Now you have a full point. Can you get that second half to get to one and a half points? Gosh. I'll just say 10. I don't know. I feel like there's like a lot of guys like mixed in there and like the, the back half, like a Matherin and... Uh, Andrew, that is correct. Yes. It was nine and ten. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Matherin was six. Uh, yeah. Jamal Murray and Shaden Sharp seven. seven. Yeah. Who went eight? Nick Stauskas. Stauskas. Oh wow! I would have forgotten that one. Boy, I didn't wow. realize he was that high in the draft. Well done. Uh, okay, Andrew, you're on the board, and the board is yours. And number one. Question number one. Oh, here we go. Which NBA players are in the top ten for most? Career points scored by a Canadian. Now, for this one, we're going to go back and forth. So, Andrew will give me a name. Then, Skeets will give me a name. 
go back and forth until one of you stumbles. So most career points by a Canadian. Steve Nash. Is that wrong? That can't be wrong. Is that wrong? No. Wait, oh how God. is how is that? How is he not on this list? <laughs> I mean, he. <laughs> we are off wait. the rails already. <laughs> oh, that, that sounds ridiculous. That wait, was has he, to be. Wait, was he born? Hold on. Oh, he was born in South Africa. Oh, he was born in South Africa. Andrew, that's, you got it wrong. That's right. Oh, that's. I that's laid the dirty. ground rules, Andrew. I told you they he had did. to be born in Canada. He did. <laughs> you should have known that. Everyone knows that. Uh, okay, Skeet, you just have to give me one name and you will win the point. Um, okay, I'll go... Uh, I mean, I'll go Kelly Olenek just for fun. <laughs> okay, yes, that is correct. He's number three, third okay. all time. Okay. So wow. Score, score's now tied one and a half to one and a half. Other <laughs> names, uh, do you know who's number one overall? Wiggs. Yeah, yeah, Wiggins. Yeah. Uh, Rick Fox, okay. Olenek, Jamal Murray, Jamal Tristan Murray. Thompson, yeah. SGA, Corey Joseph, Dylan Brooks, Jamal McGlore, and RJ Barrett. Jamal McGlore. Wow. One, the big cat. Okay. Wow. Okay, Skeets. What is yours? Um, let's go four. Question number four. Two Canadians have played for seven NBA franchises. Can you name them both? You get one point per correct answer. And that is the most of uh, of any Canadian player. Two hmm. names. They played for seven different seven? teams. Seven. seven is so many. That's Two a lot. Canadians, yeah. seven teams. Huh. One point uh, per correct answer. So if you do feel confident about one, you can throw it out. I am. I can picture a lot of teams, but I don't know if it's seven. I, Tristan Thompson? That is. Incorrect. Oh. Andrew, you have a chance to steal. <laughs> wow. You get two points here. <laughs> that was two one of my Canadians. answers, too. <laughs> He's played for a lot of teams, I guess. Not He's seven. played for a lot yeah. of teams. It has yeah. to be it has to be a lot. Um, I'll look it up for you guys. Uh, he's played for six. Oh, that hurts. Just right on the edge there. Um, oh, gosh, although, I, you know what? what? I have to give that point to Skeets <gasps> because he was brought in for the playoffs for the Lakers and actually played a game, and that <laughs> yeah. was his seventh team. So that does count as a point, which means, Skeets, yes. you're still in this, and you could potentially get three points here. So, Andrew, I'm sorry, oh. but I just remembered that. Okay. Okay. So you I'm going six <clears throat> games. I'm you taking one again. one more guess. Uh, two, you can get two more guesses. You can get both oh. of them. Oh, there's two more guys. Yeah, there's two more guys because I, I didn't even have Tristan Thompson, but he he is Corey he's Joseph. Played he's played for a lot of teams. Uh, that is incorrect. Oh. Okay, Andrew, back to where we were. <laughs> okay. Uh, he played. He played for five teams. Oh, was he brought on teams. by the Lakers? In the playoffs? <laughs> no, he was not. <laughs> Um, right. any guesses, Andrew? Sheesh. I I am like totally blanking here. That's tough. Um, I don't know, Al. I got to bow out. I can't think of like Canadian. Can't even think playing. of a Canadian. I mean, I can. I mean, Jamal Magalora, but I don't think that's oh. right. Andrew, that's correct. Okay. Oh wow! Can you get the, the Can you get the last one? Maybe if I just like beat myself down as much as I did the last time, I'll just it'll just pop into my brain again. Um, I think I have it. Oh, I don't know if he played that goodness. many times. Yeah, I don't. I really don't. I really don't know. Well, it was a guy that uh, you guys were surprised to hear with the last question. 
Nick Stauskas has played for Stauskas. seven oh, NBA franchises. Seriously? Yeah. What about um, Samuel no, D'Alembert? Uh, so he was not on the list, which oh, makes me he's think like, he wasn't he's, born in Canada. He's, he's Haitian, Canadian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Man. He did play for seven, though. Ooh. I almost want to give you a point. Wow. Okay. Uh, okay, Andrew, scores tied two and a half to two and a half. Oh, number two. Question number two. How many Canadians have made an all-NBA team? Hmm. You don't have to give me the names, just a number. Hmm. Two? That is correct. Nice. That, that was the easiest it's question. It's got to be Nash and SGA, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I couldn't think of anybody beyond that. I was like, Jamal has not done it. And then were you, were like, you wondering if Bob Hoobregs had done it? <laughs> I, was all, I was wondering if, who, if Hoobie had done it, but, you know. Uh, okay, back to Skeets. Uh, three. Question number three. Name the four Canadians that have played for the Toronto Raptors, and you get a half point per correct answer. Wow. Okay. So four Canadians <clears throat> who have played for the Raptors. Um... Chris Boucher. That is correct. Oh, my God. Corey Joseph. That is correct. You've gotten a full point. Can you name the other two? <sighs> he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, a little. Oh, no, he didn't. Thought I had another one. Uh <laughs> Oh, um, um, uh, I just thought uh, he's from Scarborough. Uh, Delano Banton. That is correct. He man was not on my list, but that is that correct. One, that's that's one I had tucked in my back pocket. Oh really? wow. Okay, and so so there's actually two more then. <clears throat> uh, Ken Birch. Was he born in Canada? Yes. Also not on my list. <laughs> Okay, I'm blowing up this list. (laughs) Listen, I Googled this, and wherever, I think it was HuffPost, okay? Huffington Post wrote a little puff piece (laughs) about Canadian players playing in Toronto. Clearly didn't do their research, and neither did I. Okay, so yes, you got uh, both of those names. You could still get two more names. Wow, bonus points. At at least. Who knows? Um, Maybe Nick Stauskas played for the Raptors once upon a time. Did he? Um... But, 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 uh, how about that's a bit of a guess did he play for the Raptors O'Shea Brissett uh, so he is Canadian and because uh, there's been other names I'm going to see if he did play for Toronto oh my I gosh don't... he did he did did he did he play <laughs> yes he played 19 games as a rookie oh, oh my oh, god! I didn't know he played for them I... also not oh, on my, my list so there's still two names Holy two smokes. more <laughs> Uh, and who knows? There could be seven. Yeah, there more might be a hundred more. <laughs> um, this is very. Uh, impressive, I'm starting. I'm starting to run out, though. I. I uh, oh my Who else is? I'm trying to think. There must be another recent. I feel like there's one more recent I'm missing, but I'm gonna. I'll tap out there. I just destroyed that one. Come on. That was amazing, Andrew. You could still get a full point if you can name the other two guys. Sure. Um. Oh, Shaper said, <laughs> it's kind of killing me. 
Um, I didn't realize he played for the Raptors. It had to have been for like a really short amount of time. Because yeah. um, I just think of him as a pacer. It was Huff Post. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Never. Oh, you know, you know why? Because it, <laughs> this article is dated from 2019. Ooh. Well, yeah. That'll get All you. the guys you have said were. Did. Okay, did Anthony Bennett suit up for the Raps ever? Uh, he did indeed, yeah. Andrew. Yeah, I was I was skeptical. I thought so too, Andrew, but I I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I kind of remember it being like yeah. a weird, awkward homecoming for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you want to guess the other name? I don't know who the other name is. All right. Well, um, I will tell you. It was the seventh team he played for. None other than Jamal McGlure. Oh, wow. Oh, he oh gosh. Game, wow. Weird. Now, with that amazing run, <laughs> I think... <laughs> I wish I hadn't have done half points. <laughs> They're so hard to add up in the moment. <laughs> so you got you got two and a half points. Oh, that, that's killer. Which you previously had two and a half. So you have five. Okay. Oh, actually, it's tied. It's tied. It's five to five. Wow. Oh, right there. And if anyone out there is listening, please do not go back and recount it up because if it's wrong, I don't care. Okay. Someone's okay. going to. Someone's We're tied. Okay. To. Skeets, the board is yours. Well, no, it's not. No. Andrew, no, the board no. is yours. Number three. We just did number. Okay. I know. I know. I didn't mark it off. Okay. <laughs> We're the rusty. Board. We haven't done a, we haven't yeah. done a slam and jam since June. Yeah, we're rusty. So. Okay. We're very rusty. Um, okay. What are six? Six. Great. James Naismith. The inventor of basketball was Canadian and played in the first public basketball game ever. His opponents, his students, but it was technically the first uh, public basketball game. How many points did the winning team score? Now for this question, Andrew, (laughs) you get to choose who answers first. So you can make Skeets answer first and then you go higher or lower, or you can answer first and he goes higher or lower. However, remember, if... You tell Skeets to do it, and he gets it exactly correct. He gets a bonus point. Same for you. You would also get a bonus point if you get it exactly correct. I can't begin to even. I mean, do we do we know how long the game was? Do I'm we not get you like anything any, else? Any context whatsoever? No. Okay, First I'll just say game. Th- okay, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Skeets, would you like to go higher or lower I, than that? I am going definitely lower than thirty-seven. You're saying James Naismith himself? You're saying the whole game, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, I'm not, still yeah, going not, I'm still going on not his personal box. Yeah. Score. <laughs> James Naismith was a bucket. A peach bucket. Uh, James Naismith was a peach basket. Um Yeah, I'm going under still. I bet I have a weird feeling this game's gonna be like, you know, eight four or something like that. But I'll go well, under. You gotta go even lower. The final score is five to one. Ah, five to yeah. one in favor of the students. I do not know if Naismith scored the lone bucket. For the teachers, but uh, we'll assume he did. Wow. All right. So, Skeets, you're now ahead by one. Six to five with two questions left. Um, okay. Give me number eight. Who is the tallest Canadian to ever play in the NBA? Wow. Okay. One name immediately popped in my head. Mm. So, should I just go with my gut? He's a big dude. Mm. That's I've good. I've met him before. If this is Ooh, the person, even yep. better. Yep, he's held Trey Kirby's uh, daughter, girl. <clears throat> wow, awesome, awesome Canadian. You hear his voice on um, 
Well, actually, he might be on radio. Yeah, I think he's on radio. Radio. Okay. Is that him, though? Is he the tallest? You know what? I'm going to go with it. Um, I, I believe it's Bill Wennington. Bill Wennington. How how tall do you think uh, Bill Wennington is? I think he's seven. I think he's seven feet tall. Maybe seven one even. Uh, Let's see here. Let's see. He guess. was a. Uh, he's seven foot two forty five. Big guy. Big guy. No doubt. Middle name Percy. Oh wait. Um. Wait. Oh, but he no. was not the tallest ever. That is incorrect. Andrew, you have a chance to steal for one. You could tie the game up going into the final question. He was how tall? He was seven, seven foot. Two? Bill seven Wennington foot. was. Yeah. Bill Wellington. Uh, I don't. I. I just have no clue. I. You, uh, g- you gotta give me a name, Andrew. You gotta take um, a guess. I mean, I'll say McGlore, but I don't think he was that tall. Oh my God! Let me let the, before you answer, Alex. I know who it mm-hmm. is. I didn't realize he played in the NBA for like probably a game or two. But mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Who is it? It is. Uh, I believe it's Sim Bular, who's seven foot five, oh. like three hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, you uh. Left off 10 pounds, but yes, he is 75, 360 pounds. He and once played, upon a time, he got in a game for the Kings. He, yeah. He so played large. three games for the Sacramento Kings, uh, career averages of 0.7 points. I looked it up. He is currently still playing in Taiwan. So wow. he, he played in the NBA back in 2014 15. So he's lasted as an wow. international basketball still player for going. over 10 years. He's 30 uh, years old. A literal uh, giant. How tall is Zach um, Edie, who's on Team Canada and plays for he's Purdue, right? Seven, seven three four. or something? Seven four. Yeah, yeah he's huge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, but, I didn't. But, I thought I like obviously knew Simbular was huge and much bigger than Bill Wennington, but I couldn't remember him playing in an actual NBA game. I thought he was sort of just like summer league or something like that. But yeah. yeah. But you still pulled it, although okay. it doesn't count. Which yep. sets up a final question: that if Andrew gets it right, we will go to a sudden death. If Andrew gets it wrong. Skeets will win. And I'm mm. so glad that this is the final question. Andrew, you get first dibs. Okay. While the Toronto Raptors are the only Canadian team in the NBA, there's a long history of semi-pro and pro basketball teams in Canada. Which of the following teams oh, never no. existed? So I'm going to read five Canadian basketball team names. One of them okay. is made up. Okay. And the rest of them are real. Here we go. Okay. The Edmonton Cheetahs, the Saskatoon Slam, the Guelph Gladiators, the Halifax Windjammers, and the Mississauga Mill Rats. Now I'll read that again for you. The Edmonton Cheetahs, the Saskatoon Slam, the Guelph Gladiators, the Halifax Windjammers, and the Mississauga Mill Rats. Now which of those do you think is fake, Andrew? I'll go with the Guelph Gladiators. The Guelph Gladiators, you fool! Of course they were a real team. All right, Skeets, uh, you could just pile it on here if you can get this one oh, correct. I mean, it, now, it you can, must you must know these must also. Do any of these familiar. ring a bell for you have, at all? Well, I have all the jerseys of these teams. Yeah, um, yeah, oh. that's a good guess. I actually probably would have went with Gladiators. If I'm being honest. Uh, okay, okay. Can you say them again? I'm, I want to remind. Yes, yes, yes. There's no way you came up with Mississauga Mill Rats, so that must be real. Um, that's like a suburb of Toronto. That's very specific if, if you somehow pulled that out of your ass, Alex. So that one's got to be real. Um, I think Halifax... Windjammers? Yeah, that sounds real to me too, but then you said Saskatoon Slam. And Edmonton Cheetahs. 
I'm going to go with that one. That one seems a little off. Why would they be the Cheetahs in Edmonton? I'll go with that one as the fake one. The fake name was... The Mississauga Mill Rats. Good for Whoa. you. Well done. I mean, to be honest, I just looked at the list, and uh, I saw Mississauga on there. I like the name. And then I found another name for another team, which was the Mill Rats. I combined them. Oh, jeez. Oh. Jeez. Sounds wow. very real. What? What? Wow. What teams are these? What leagues is this? Like apparently, there's there's been a ton of basketball leagues yeah. in Canada. Yeah. Um, they, I think there were 73 teams that they found Holy. that were semi-pro or professional at one time yeah. or another. Okay. So, skis, congratulations! You've won six to five. Slam shirt. Oh yeah, Saskatoon Slam. I mean, these sound cool. You're right. Sounds really cool. Uh, okay, if you are not listening to No Dunks already, I'm I'm not sure what's wrong with you. Go listen to No Dunks. Go subscribe on YouTube. Have you guys hit seventy thousand? Is that was that your goal? We uh, you we are inching towards. Uh, but I want to say like eighty seven thousand. Yeah. Eighty seven. Why? Yeah. I don't know why I thought seventy. Yeah, I don't know like why I thought seventy. Like yeah. Okay. No, it's it's going well. well. We got our guy Jerome helping us out with all the social content that uh, helps bring people in. Yeah. Shout out Jerome. Yep. What a great guy. Uh, okay, go listen to No Dunks. Go subscribe. Get them to 90,000. Come on, everybody. And uh, thank you so much for coming on Slam and Jam. Thank God I beat you at Canadian Trivia. <laughs> I mean, I just, just beat you. It would have taken away my citizenship. Like, I would have been stuck here in the States forever. I wouldn't would have been, been bad. You, wouldn't, you, couldn't, you couldn't watch the rest of the uh, FIBA tournament. <laughs> that's that right. Happened. That's yeah. right. Thanks for having me, guys. Go Canada. Let's shock the world. Thanks again to J.E. Skeets for joining this week on the podcast. Hope everybody's having a great summer. Hope you're enjoying some FIBA basketball. If you guys will please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we will read it right here on the show. So do that, and you will hear your name read along with your message to the world if you just search The Athletic NBA Show on Apple Podcasts and then leave us a five-star review. Hope you guys enjoy your weekend and the FIBA basketball, and we will talk to you guys again in two weeks.